Hi everyone. And tonight we're doing Glass Onion. Glass Onion is the follow-up to Knives Out. It's, I guess the full title is Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery. It's another Ryan Johnson film. It stars Benoit Blanc. That's Daniel Craig's character. Uh, and it's uh, going around on Netflix right now. It got a theatrical release about a month ago, and it's got a star-studded cast, which we'll go through. Uh, but what did you guys know about Glass Onion going in? I'm assuming quite a bit, at least from what we okay. Yeah, I was waiting for this. I was kind of um, hoping that it would come out theatrically somewhere near me, but it not even close. Um, so I had to wait for it to come out on Netflix, which I assume we're going to talk about why it happened like that. But yeah, I I was looking forward to this second installment of A Knives Out Mystery. Uh, I didn't hear anything about this. Yeah. <laughs> Tech billionaire Miles Braun invites his friends for a getaway on his private Greek island. When someone turns up dead, Detective Benoit Blanc is put on the case. Nice and vague, uh, which is probably good. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes with the audience and the critics. 81 on oh, Metacritic. Wow. Okay. 7.4 on IMDb. I think for context, the first one is like a 97 with critics and similar scores up for everywhere else. These are well-received movies and the first one was well-received and this one's well-received. So uh, if you haven't seen Knives Out, uh, I would know Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, apologies. Uh, it is on Netflix now. So that's where you can find it and we are going to spoil it now. So uh, this is all happening in May of 2020. So it's during COVID and there is a little bit of covid stuff at the beginning and I guess the whole thing kind of helps that it's set up during COVID times, but it's not major part of the plot per se but it is masks and stuff whatever uh miles braun is a billionaire and co-founder of a tech company called alpha and he decides to call all of his uh his gang of people back the disruptors as they call themselves uh back to his private island for a weekend uh, murder mystery game fun thing uh and the group of people that he brings back are uh his uh let's see the governor of connecticut claire Debella. Uh, head scientist Lionel Toussaint, Bertie J, who is a um, fashion designer, supermodel. Yeah. She's got a bunch of political opinions as well. Uh, Duke Cody and his girlfriend Whiskey. It's a men's rights activist and video game streamer is what he's listed on here. So that's that's fun. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was such a thing. Yeah, uh, you know, you, picture picture bigger Joe Rogan. That's him. Uh, then okay. you got. Uh, uh, Kate Hudson's character has a, has a assistant, Peg. Uh, anyone else who lives on there? There's a guy who just lives around there called Daryl who just hangs out on the island. Picture <laughs> Big Lebowski, uh, dude, the dude. Uh, and yes. then, of course, you have Andy, who is uh, played by Janelle Monet, and she is Miles' ex-business partner, and she's estranged from the group, and we find out why. And there's one oddball invited to this, unbeknownst to Miles, and that's Benoit Blanc, the private investigator from the first Knives Out film. And he's the Poirot of this universe. He's the brilliant uh, detective who's got uh, mannerisms and, and uh, eccentricities. And uh, they go to this island and someone is murdered. I won't even say who before we get into all the other spoiler stuff. And uh, a bunch of stuff happens and they got to unravel the mystery, Benoit and uh, other people. So that's what's going on. Murder mystery on the island with rich people. Uh, what did you think of this movie? I'll go to the fan first. Okay. Wow. So, um, you know, the first thing is that you always want to, you know, you want a sophomore effort to be good. And a lot of times that's not what happens. So I kind of had some trepidation um, about it. And I, I really like the character of Benoit Blanc in, in Knives Out. And so I was pretty sure that that was going to be a solid for me here. And then uh, the cast was a little uh, stranger to me just because I felt like there was a lot of really heavy hitters uh, in the original. And then this one had some like, what are you doing with Dave Bautista in this thing? <laughs> hey, he is a heavy hitter now. He's yeah, but he is so like other people, other, other actors can morph into characters. You know what his character is going to be like from, from jump. Right. Um, I didn't know that it had a something called a, a man's rights activist, a men's activist rights activist or whatever. Yeah, I didn't know that that was a thing, and I didn't know that that's what he was going to be. But I figured it was something, something like that. Um, 
so it, the there were some there were things that I really liked about this movie. There were some things that I thought were um, a bummer because the the biggest bummer for me for this movie was the pacing. I thought the pacing was really off, and I had a hard time uh, getting into the characters to start with. I think um, I don't know why. I just felt like it was it was kind of all over the place at that point but um i also spend a lot of time thinking that watching it the first time that i'm that i want to catch all the nuances that ryan johnson puts in these movies especially the knives out movies um so maybe i was too concerned with that but um all in all i think it was a a good sophomore effort um I'll, i'll save the nitpicking on good and bad as we get into it all right, interesting start from okay, who loved the first one and is always saying uh, Ryan Johnson. She's always singing Ryan Johnson praises on here in the most of any of us. So uh, Nicole, <laughs> well, I think that I had the opposite reaction of you, Mama K. Oh, I think okay, good. that I liked the beginning much better than as time progressed. Uh, I really liked the setup of all the characters. I thought that was fun. Um, with seeing how all, you know, different these people are. And it, I, quick to understand that all these people are, all have the ultimate end goal, which is just to succeed with, but need, they need money. Like, <laughs> they won't succeed if they don't have their, their backing. Um, and it, it, that's, really what most people in in fame and politics are like in the real world anyway so um i like that set up for everybody i think that i like the i like knives out more because it's a family dynamic as opposed to a bunch of friends yeah um i i, I wonder if that changed it for me feeling like uh it was just kind of a little, it was a little sloppier that way. Like, yeah, everyone's got stake in the game, but nobody is this, nope, nobody would do this to their friends. Like, who would kill their friend? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was uh, entertaining and who doesn't love a fun murder mystery? Um, yeah. but I think that the other one was more fun to figure out than this one. I don't know. This one wasn't as exciting for me, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I guess I'm. I agree with that part. I think I'm highest on this then, because uh, first time I saw Knives Out, I thought it was like good, like it was like well written, and like the problem with that was like there's like the, they kind of reveal they kind of reveal most of it halfway through, and then the mechanisms later on is what's the true reveal, and they kind of do that here too a little bit. But yeah, I think so too. I, I don't know. This one works so much better for this one works like the second time I watched Knives Out because I saw Knives Out the second time, and once I knew everything, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it more. Like I enjoyed like the craftsmanship of it much more. This one I enjoyed like as as much as the second time I watched Knives Out the first time. Like I really liked this one a lot. This one worked much better. The midpoint twist reveal worked better, and then working kind of backwards forward, just like Knives Out does. And I guess that's going to be the style of these movies is the first half is introduction building, and then there's like a critical point, and then a, a reveal, and then we go back to the beginning and see kind of how that reveal played out from this character's perspective, new, knowing this new information. Um, and then and then when we finally catch up, then it's the last half hour, 40 minutes of poor, very Poirot-style uh, LeBlanc, uh, Blanc explaining everything that's happening, and then there'll be some sort of cathartic ending. Um, this this just works much better for me, and I think not only does this work better for me than Knives Out, but compared to another movie making fun of rich people that we just did, well, okay, I just did uh, the menu. This is that mm. kind of skewering of the rich that I think is much more accurate, and it gives our characters more agency, and it and it makes more sense to me. And I'll go into that more as we as we go but the the setup is they all go to the island this beautiful island uh all the all the guests have gone home uh and and they're not the guests all of the staff have gone home so it's literally just the people on this island that are the the rich people the, the people in the inner circle and uh i like all this sparring and stuff in the beginning it sounds like that's was nicole's favorite kind of part too learning everyone's pieces and going on and then 
the midpoint, it keeps getting like the midpoint for me is just a better reveal than the last one. Cause then, I mean, I guess we can talk about knives out the original too. Cause I'm assuming most people have probably seen that if they're watching this, but like the midpoint review on that one is like the main character on a day arms, character is responsible for the murder in quotations. But then we find out like, Oh, that's not exactly true. And in this one, the midpoint twist again, we're in spoilers is that Andy, the estranged woman from the group, the, the co-business partner of miles, the real founder of the company, uh, she is not the person we've been spending our time with. It's her twin sister, Helen, which sounds almost <laughs> trite, soap opera <laughs> terrible, but it doesn't feel like, yes. for me anyway, it doesn't feel like that in the movie. Uh, what did you guys think of this, of this setup? And like, that is like our midpoint twist. What do you guys think of this? Yeah, I, I didn't, I, the whole twin thing is really played out. I, I feel like there's a lot of this movie that feels, um, knives out for me was all all new all fresh this doesn't feel like that to me at all this feels like you know that it's even taking place on an on an island that is supposed to be in greece but it looks a lot like the caribbean um i don't it just feels trite to me to have the whole twin sister thing i also figured out a point of the plot and i said and i said it out loud and it was like nah that's not what's happening and that was exactly what was happening and i <laughs> I was bummed about that because I, I felt like Knives Out was a smarter movie. I never really knew what was going on in that movie. So um, Yeah, but didn't you didn't you find that perhaps they were doing that on purpose? I mean, they made it a point to show how uh, stupid that um, the main guy could be. Basically, you know, took word for word what, what the... Uh, um the detective said and kind of executed that plan and you think it was on purpose i'm you know you know what i'm talking about when the twin part are you talking about the part yeah i mean it just it's it seems like it's kind of tongue-in-cheek to make it this corny like it's like it's on purpose well yeah the whole thing is glass onion like and he says it over the benoit says it over and over over again it seems like it has a lot of layers it seems complex but it's actually extremely hollow and transparent and then at the end I mean, I guess you're you're kind of talking more about the second review, Nicole, of who the real killer is, and like, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I I, I think I I was confused at Knives Out. Like, confused. Like, I wasn't. I didn't feel like intrigued and mysterious. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing in Knives Out. Like, once we find out in Knives Out, Anna de Armas is the killer, then we have to figure out we have to figure out who the the real killer is. Or like who, how it all really happened, but I don't feel that tug, so I just kind of feel meandering until the reveal comes. Whereas this one, when the twin part comes, I'm enjoying all that thirty minutes of twin stuff and like watching her play her sister and herself. And then the final reveal, I did not see coming in this one, so I I don't know that all kind of worked for me. Um. I felt like I knew what was going on the mo- the whole movie. Like I feel like I knew what was going to happen. Did you figure who the 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 end? Bad yeah. Is. Okay. Yeah, and because and and it's kind of it's kind of the fault of Ryan Johnson, honestly, because he. I mean, I don't know how far you want to. I feel like I'm going too far forward now, but um, the the bad guy can't have an iPhone, and so this guy that winds up being the bad guy in this only communicates by fax. I mean. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> sloppy there. Is it sloppy well, or is it just yeah. another, uh, you know, ex- eccentricity? It's almost too cute. It's all, and that's might be part of it. This is like too much for me. This is almost like too. It's the, I don't know. The characters are too twee. It's too, and and I'm comparing it to the first one. I yeah. enjoyed it. I enjoyed this one a lot. And and as a murder mystery, I think it, it works fine. But for I, and i think for me it's the characters that i don't enjoy as much as i liked in the first one i don't um there i wish some of the minor characters actually had more i really liked peg peg didn't get a whole lot to do whiskey didn't get a whole lot to do um but they were almost more fun to watch than some of the bigger the bigger characters in the movie Those uh, janelle Monet characters? did a great job mm-hmm. and she carried the movie i think uh benoit blanc was too silly in this movie for me i didn't like you know, there's people who are like, this is real, you know, he's, you showed him more of his character. I don't, I felt like he was way too silly in this film. No, I just totally disagree. I like, I like this direction of his character. He needs to be, because he needs, I, I like him more Columbo-y and a little more old school Poro-y, where he's a little more, 
he's a little more silly. Like he is, he's, he's, he, uh, I like the sillier version. Him in the first one is still very good and he still has shines of that. But I think this one, our introduction to him is he's in the tub smoking cigars. Like, and, and he's playing, he's playing Among Us with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Angela Lansbury and Natasha Leo. Like, it's just like, this is, that's our introduction. That's our new, like, this is our version of Benoit we're getting in this movie. And I think this is the path I prefer because it, it gives more, it's more personality. Can you guess who my favorite character is? I actually don't know off the top of my head. Just take a guess. Um, I'm going to guess that it's Daryl. Which one's Daryl? The slacker who lives in the island? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm not going to... I'm, I'm going to say... I'm going to go Dave Bautista. Uh, no. Uh, it's totally Kate Hudson in this. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Bernie J? That's surprising. Oh my god. I... I do like her too. I like her. her, her I, mean, I like pretty much everybody. So like that's yeah, she. But. I am so impressed that Kate Hudson can still do these things. Like she is just such a beautiful woman, and I'm like, enjoy looking at her. <laughs> yeah. And they put her in this position where she is supposed to be this washed up supermodel, but like she's still absolutely beautiful, and and she didn't. I know she's supposed to be kind of stupid, but she's not stupid at all. She knows exactly what she's doing, I think. Uh, <laughs> but I really I like know. her sweat shop, sweatpants. I know. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, but... She has great bits like that. Like that's her, she that's has her character bit. so entertaining. Yeah, it's keeping her yeah. relevant though. People are still talking about her, even if she's a washed up supermodel. Yeah, people she, still are talking about her. She spouts yeah. off all of her politically incorrect opinions all the time, and that <laughs> yeah. that's that is something I wish there was a little bit more of. Is was her was was uh, Jessica Henwick's character trying to wrangle her and like keep her yes. from be, like like when they find the secret she uh, she reveals the secret phone like there's just like there's sprinkled in I could have used more of that but I gotta get this too like her her movie. mask when she walked up was just a piece of mesh yes like, yes <laughs> I told Nicole like oh look they're gonna have masks let's see what each person's mask is so I can like tell us more about that character and. Benoit's is a polka dot, and and Leslie Odom's characters is just a plain black mask. Uh, Catherine Hahn is a plain mask, but she's like has it down around her nose, and she's constantly fiddling with it up and down. Like I'm just like perfect. These are like little character details, like from all these guys. And then obviously uh, Dave Bautista and and Whiskey have no mask, so like it's just like like no. you're getting introduced to these characters through visuals as well as like their their obnoxious uh, uh, meeting scene at the beginning where they solve the puzzle together. I liked I, when I say I didn't like the beginning. I like the, the, the we didn't talk about that. They all get this invitation and it's this giant puzzle box that they have to figure out how to how to open. And really, the only one who figures out how to open it is um, Lionel, the scientist, right? Yeah. And then he has to get online with everybody else to to tell them. Well, and Duke's to tell mom. them how to do it. What? <laughs> Batista's mom. Duke's mom. And Batista's mom, yeah. See, the thing is, this is an ensemble cast that some of the people really get lost in. Like, Catherine Hahn's character gets totally lost in this. Oh, my God. So badly, too. It's like she's not even there. gets lost in this. You know, when... Yeah, I and and I'm... It's kind of a bummer, because I felt like the other cast was more well-served in in a general round way um, than this one. The, the similarities of, of how the plot goes and everything are, are very, you know, it's common. He's got this younger woman that he's playing off of in both in both times. And I think they both do a really good job of that. And that helps Benoit um, and having Ed Norton as whatever he is. And the, the thing about the there's it still has so many clever things like Edward Norton in the beginning when he's saying all these words that don't make any sense to me. I'm right. Like, Why is this happening? Why is he saying these words that don't exactly exist? Uh, see, maybe you're smart. You must be smarter than me because like I just I like the sycophants just accepted it as oh he's just using smart words like whatever. Like I get what he's saying. And but and then no but those weren't words at all. And that was the whole I know, point. But like, I'm, why is he I'm, saying I'm, these things? But that's the thing is like I'm watching it I'm just like eh, it's close enough to a word. I get what he's mean and i don't i don't i don't pick it up that's something that is a clue that goes over my head because i am like the other or not you know what i mean i'm like i'm i am the common person watching this like oh yeah rich rich guy must be saying it he he must you know he must know what he's talking about he must know and he's got this island to himself yeah like that must be a word that's out of my vocabulary he couldn't have possibly said a wrong word like that's what i think (laughs) i guess he's got these like things that 
he overlooks. I mean, I don't really get the Daryl character. Is he supposed to be a red herring or something? I think he's just a red herring. I think so, too. I think that was was a really first knives out. So I think Noah Sagan's uh, he's just his buddy. He's uh, he's in all of. uh, Oh, Oh, okay. Well, I didn't like that part. (laughs) I I knew you would. I was like, okay, it's like uh, your favorite character is Daryl. I'm like, no, you don't know Nicole at all. Nicole hates those kind of characters who are just in there for no reason. Being (laughs) stupid. And it wasn't funny. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, I did like him in the beginning when he was just like walking on set. He would walk, you know, like walk through the 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 scene and for no reason, and then just. But walk it just back didn't make sense though when he says, "I want this to be just us." I've sent everyone home except for this bomb that I I know. Like, <laughs> why is he there? Why is he there then? He's, it's a red herring. Yeah, exactly. It's just some other other guy he knows, and yeah. just another clue. There's, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing more to it than that. Uh, I, yeah. I think this works for me even more too because, like in the first, like in the first one, Ana de Armas' character and like her performance is one. She's one of the best people in that one for me. Yeah. I I cared a lot less about though, even though I know that cast more. Like in the first one, I know more of them for more things. This this cast, there's something about their agency that takes more. Maybe it's because we're coming off of the menu. Okay, where my biggest complaint about the menu is that none of the rich people take agency and try to do anything. In this movie, it's all about them scheming all the time. And that's what I want. And that's what they should be because that's what these people would do. These people have all smarmed and ass-kissed and and lied and defended liars on their way up to the top. And it's calculated. It's on purpose. They're not just uh, bumbling their way to the top. They're... They are, I mean, perhaps Miles is ultimately, but it's, he's right. He's coasting off charisma and he's, you know, like these, these are, these rich people are just as awful and reprehensible, but they have agency and they do things that makes me interested in them. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Whereas the menu, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And then they reveal that nothing's going on. We're going to turn them into s'mores. Like this one, I feel like (laughs) this one. Things are happening, and I'm much more invested. Yeah, this is a much better film than the menu. There's no doubt. Yeah. So, but I, I've drawn co- compare contrast in in what I'm looking for my horrible rich people to be doing. I want them to be scheming, right. and that's I get that here. That's why I'm enjoying this so much more. I feel like as much as I they they could have actually as much as I wanted some of the characters to have more to do, they could have left them out completely, and it wouldn't have mattered in this movie. I don't think. Claire and Lionel have noticeably little to do, only because, like, I, I, but the thing is, I was expecting them, like, first two-thirds are not doing a lot, they're ta- they are revealed to be talking about that alternative uh, fuel source, the hydrogen source that uh, is kind of the whole big thing behind Miles' new biggest project, and so I'm expecting them at some point to actually be the killers, kind of like, uh, I don't want to talk about that, that movie because it was, ruined that whole movie, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting the two of them to kind of be in cahoots, and maybe they're going to do something, maybe with a third person. And I thought that is kind of what they were doing, and they are not. But because I like the actual reveal, I kind of forgive. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we didn't talk either about the fact that Benoit Blanc is not really invited to this thing. Like he's not invited by right. the main character. He comes because. Um, Janelle Monet's character, Helen, the sister him. of Andy. Helen, yeah, yeah, Helen, the sister. Yeah, I thought that was um, kind of clever how they had her. We didn't expect it at first that she smashed that thing because she obviously doesn't know how to do it, but we didn't realize it was the sister at that time. So I kind of liked that part about it where we thought she was just bitter. And yeah. I guess we could tell that it, she was bitter over something, but it, it bitter for a different reason because it wasn't her. <laughs> Right, yeah, and I noticed they... too, like when he gets invited, we don't see his him get the puzzle box. And I'm right. taking note, like, oh, only five puzzle boxes were made, like blah blah blah. Like, who could have done it? And I'm like, well, Janelle made a snatch her, so it can't be her. And then I thought, unless she and le- because and then I'm like, oh wait, we didn't see him get the thing. Maybe she went over before or after or something. Like maybe there's something in the chain. And then when it's revealed, I'm like, ah, good. I'm glad I had that thought. This is actually working. And Honestly, this kind of this movie's second act and how much I enjoy the flashback kind of hinges on the Helen shows up to uh, is greeted by Hugh Grant and shows up to uh, Benoit Blanc's uh, <laughs> oh, apartment geez. and and uh, their little back and forth where she's basically explaining the twins and what happened. She the the, the sister had uh, suicided herself, but she did thinks it was foul play, and then. We like that. The the rest of the movie hinges on Helen working, and I think she works really well. 
If if she did yeah. it, if Janelle Monet wasn't really good there, if Helen's character didn't feel real, if if, if yeah, like, definitely. If all of that didn't work, then I would have the same problem with this as maybe I did in Knives Out, where like I feel like you've already given it away, and now what are we doing? When the stakes are high, now I'm thinking, how did she get away with passing it off? And like, what were the clues? Like, she's seasick. That's why she's standing near the railing and act aloof. Right. That was his advice to her. And she, you know, she stays out of the way most of the time. And when she finally has an outburst, it's not because she is, she, it's because she's been fucking drinking camp kombucha, hard kombuchas all day. And she's fucking lit up. <laughs> and then Jared Leto's. Yeah. Jared Leto's. Yeah. Jared Leto and uh, Jeremy Renner get some free plugs in here for, I'm not why, sure. Why do we have such weird, weird, like cameos in it's this. because edward norton is an incessive name dropper of all the things like everything like oh this mystery was written by i don't remember who it was it was a famous mystery novelist and uh oh, uh, this, really? was, okay. this was paul's guitar at the at the beach well yeah, so, I, yeah. And he tosses like he's, he's a name dropper he does this throughout the whole thing and that's part of what benoit blanc's dressing down of him at the end is, is you didn't do anything you just hired a bunch of people to do fancy things everything you tried right. to do has been lame and a failure um but right. yeah that's so where was I going with that? I remember where I was going with that. Oh, the plugs, I guess, about the kombucha and hot sauce plugs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the well, Jeremy Renner hot sauce. Well, she drunk off that because she thought it was just regular alcohol, a regular drink, and it winds up being alcohol, which she's not used to. So Right. And that's all part of yeah, the character. And then she has, when she gets the drink later, it's, it works doubly as like a funny bit. It works as a dramatic bit and when we do it, and then it works as a funny bit when we know the truth. And that's... That's the right. best stuff is when it when it works both ways when it works dramatically and then when you know stuff it still works and maybe I didn't feel as much of that in Knives Out as I did again I like I still like Knives Out but this is uh, I feel like this was much more put out there like I could see all of this like there was not there was it was a glass onion this, okay that's the name of the it movie. was a glass onion this this movie was not very much of a mystery to me and it starts off with you know Edward Norton saying that he's he's going to be murdered and somebody has to figure it out well yeah. right. And from the beginning, Benoit you. Blanc figures it out and tells him this is what's going to happen, and and it happens. And the right arrow there. hits him with a little spurting of blood on the glass. <laughs> right. Oh, I some mean, funny stuff. Yeah, there. it's clever and fun, and then yeah, and and I do I do like the ending. I like I like I like where we start to go with breaking things and so yeah uh, that situation. So, so yeah the. Uh... The midpoint, we think yeah. she's been shot. Like I don't even know if we said, Batista's the first one who gets killed. And it's set up like it looks like it's going to be Miles' drink, uh, but Batista's the one who drinks it. And then, uh, and then, yeah, the lights go out, and all that stuff goes yeah, on. Yeah, it's a lot of jumbo. It's a lot of jumbo here. A lot of jumbo? Mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> oh, mu oh. Mumbo-jumbo? Okay. Should I have said it's a lot of mumbo Mr. Jumbo to you. <laughs> <laughs> or Miss Jumbo? Well, I don't know. I I knew that when she got shot, so Janelle Monáe's character gets shot, uh, Helen gets shot, and I knew she wasn't shot. Like, I knew she wasn't Oh, see, I didn't. Dead. I didn't think, I didn't I'd, realize that. No, I said that to Lloyd. I'm like, she's not dead. I mean, she might not even be Helen. She might still actually be the sister pretending to be Helen, being to pretend to be the sister. I went a little too far. <laughs> oh, that was what I was going to say. Just went a little far there. <laughs> yeah, I went a little far there, but I knew that she was. They're triplets. I knew that that wasn't. <laughs> There's a third one called Mumbo Jumbo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Helen, Cassandra, and Mumbo. <laughs> yeah so when that happens i'm like i'm not i'm not surprised at any of that so it's not it doesn't have that factor for me it doesn't have a surprise factor for me where's the wow factor where's the wow factor no, I, see, wow. I was still so I, I guess i guess maybe it hinges on whether or not you figure it out where as the first one i feel like i knew i knew because it literally told me and then when it's revealed that the person who's the real person behind it is revealed i'm like well, I mean, that's kind of who I thought it was anyway. If there was anything else, that's kind of what I figured it would be because no one else is doing anything. So why would it be anyone else? And or in this one, I was I was truly guessing up until up until really until until he does the Poirot style uh, dressing down. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So let's talk. We're gonna talk about. So the we'll talk about the Poirot style dressing down. So Blanc concludes <laughs> that Miles was responsible for both murders. Miles had killed Andy. Uh, after learning about the napkin, I guess we've talked about the napkin. There's a napkin. It's oh, the, we haven't talked about the napkin. The napkin's the linchpin. The napkin is, uh, it's got their whole business yeah, plan lined out That's so to, to build this empire with all these lowlifes. Uh, and uh, it was Andy's idea originally, 
But uh, Miles takes credit and everyone sides with Miles because he has the power and these people are sycophants who suckle on his golden teat, is what they say. Um, right. So they will do whatever he says. Again, keeping them despicable and 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 um, and uh, climbers, but also giving them agency and showing that they, they chose to do these things and these were plans that they actually actively tried to be sycophants. Um, just, just pointing out how the menu fails. Uh, after news of Andy's death uh, is uh, released online at the party, though, where there's no phones and uh, it's been kept under wraps for a few days, this is where Duke realized that Miles was responsible and he's going to try to blackmail him into getting him a big thing on his uh, talk show. It's some sort of, I don't know, Newsmax. Some sort of news show. Kind of yeah. yeah. Uh, Daily Wire kind of deal. So the this makes Miles uh, poison him, exploiting his food allergy, the pineapple. He says no pineapple in the beginning. He's a little pineapple in that drink. I heard about it. Yeah, and yeah. apparently it's a very bad pineapple allergy because he's dead in like 30 seconds. So, um, <laughs> he and this is the part I think Nicole is talking about the, which was actually one of my favorite like visual like jokes in the movie when Daniel Craig's like he like glasses and he's like this man is not a genius or brilliant. He's the biggest idiot I've ever seen. And like his, his doc sucks that he built. It's Nicole called it piece of shit doc. And she said it right. Yeah, the, it I, I saw that. You didn't see that Brennan. I didn't think about it, I guess. I don't know. You have to enter this movie in a Ryan Johnson mode. That's the thing. Is like, well, I remembered I remembered the box smashing and like Janelle Monet smashed the box. Can't be her or could it be her? And then we never saw the box. Like I was thinking, I just missed I missed piece okay. of shit doc. Um, yeah, I was I said it out loud. I'm like, oh piece I thought of it was shit. I thought okay. that was too on the nose to just Oh yeah, box. that come on, Brennan. I said that immediately. <laughs> I know, I thought that was too on the nose to actually be what it was. I, I, so well it, no, so we've it learned that this whole movie is about being on the nose. I, I don't realized think there's that later. anything. Uh-huh. There's there's nothing <laughs> hidden for us to find. It's, there is nothing. It's in the glass. Is indeed made of glass. It uh, is, yes. So I like when he's when Craig is uh, doing his thing and he's talking about the reveal, and he's like, "It's almost like," and then we flash back. He's like, "You invite all these people who want to kill you. It's like you put a loaded gun in the middle of a table and turn the lights off, and then it flashes back to him. <laughs> and he's just like, my God, you are so dumb. You d- you did exactly like, it. just it's so exactly the way it's, what I said. The way yeah. it's uh, that's a great like directing and editing piece. The way it's put together and in, in its sequence is just oh my God. I was I." The code missed it for a second. So what happened? I'm like, I'm going to rewind it. I can't even explain it. It's too funny to miss. But I, I, that's <laughs> honestly my favorite joke in the movie. But so he gets revealed as the killer because you know, it's, uh, he took out Andy, Miles, or not Miles, uh, Duke is the only one who knows because he saw him on the way to the thing. We get a clue about that, right. about the one time he was pancake me and Miles uh, subverts the conversation. Uh, so he gets rid of him and now he's in the clear once again. Uh, but... He is dumb, and he kept the napkin uh, that the uh, Andy was originally going to blackmail them with. Uh, so you got the napkin, everyone wins, and then Miles burns the napkin. I think even someone says, why didn't you burn the napkin? And then someone holds up the napkin, and he burns it right there. I'm like, <laughs> like this guy, like he's j- he's so dumb, but he's like just barely smart enough to do exactly what the smart people tell him to do, uh, unbeknownst to them. So he burns the napkin. He thinks he's finally gotten away with it. The group gets mad, especially uh, Helen, obviously, and starts smashing sculptures. And at first, the rest of the group doesn't want to go along with it because they're going to keep being teat sucklers. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Screw this. They start joining in the smashing fun. And then she goes too far and starts burning things down. And then she she does the last little thing, that little thing that, uh, that um, Daniel Craig gave her as uh, he was leaving the room. It, the whole yeah. place is a hydrogen bomb. The whole thing is uh, is the what's the Hindenburg. the Hindenburg. It's the Hindenburg. Yep. So as soon as she throws that thing in the center, the whole place lights up. Explosions all over. Somehow everyone survives. And uh, oh, no. yeah, and then uh, the yeah the Mona Lisa is destroyed. He, there's a whole bit about him. He loves the Mona Lisa, so he rented the Mona Lisa because he's a billionaire. Um, Not just the Mona Lisa. The whole house is full of very expensive artwork. Sure, like, and that's but ridiculous. that's what she's that's what they're all smashing all the time, and he doesn't give a shit until the Mona Lisa's in the right. picture. Then he's like, "Fuck!" Right. And then he gets, he finally gets his wish of. Uh, I but, thought that it was because he said he, uh, it was basically on um, rental, and but he stole it. I I, I realized that as it, they said that it was closed for COVID. That he went in and stole all this stuff, but I thought he had 
to pay for it. That's why he wait, was wait, you thought he the... you thought he stole all this stuff. I thought he did rent it and they rented it to him because the no, I thought he COVID. said that the, since the Louvre was closed for COVID, he went in and took everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, be the tiebreaker. I took that because the Louvre was closed, they needed money. But I I realized I was not correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so this whole time you thought he had stolen the Mona Lisa. And that it was get when it once it was destroyed, he's fucked because he was gonna have to pay them for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which is it's it's uh it's um nothing you could what is the word I'm trying to say? It's it's there's no amount of money for that. Well, I'm right. sure, yeah, it's, there is a literal amount it's a short for, but yes, it's irreplaceable. Right. Yeah, and now he's irreplaceable. Yeah, and now he will always be mentioned in the same sentence as the Mona Lisa, just like you always yeah, wanted. Yeah, just what he wanted for, for the wrong reason, which is nice. I right. you know, good writing bit. I like that. Um, and uh, well, and who winds up being actually these people are they call themselves the disruptors or he calls them the disruptors? I forget. Mm-hmm. But who's really the only disruptor in this thing? Is Helen? I mean, That's I guess. True. She, oh yes, I suppose. She just no, we should the call whole them, thing at the end. We should just call them all the backstabbers because they fucking backstab Andy and leads to her death. And then they go and backstab um, Miles once nothing is to their benefit anymore. They're just all backstabbers. They're all scumbags. They're, they're social climbers. Yeah. Their, their allegiance they're is with the highest bidder. Yeah. Which, which yeah, the, the, again, now I'm relating more to these. Heads. I'm like, I get it. Like, I get it. You know, sometimes you gotta you gotta kiss ass and be the the first mate to someone who's an insane person. But you know, the insane person can get you things. I get it. Yeah, to this extent, though, come on. I don't know when I would have bailed, though. I like I'm putting myself now in the shoes of these four or five coattail riders who are mediocre but uh, good enough to feed their ego and are along for the ride. And now are, are yeah, they're I mean they're currently have some problems with their stuff, but like especially like. Like uh, the ones the governor, the ones the head scientists of the company, like they're doing, they're they're, they're doing fine. And yeah, Birdie J gets herself into shit, but that's her fault. And uh, you know, Duke <laughs> Duke's, you know, he's mediocre, but he's doing well for himself. Like it's working until it isn't. Yeah. And they re- and you're, Nicole's right. They really do only turn on him when he's lost everything, when everything's been destroyed, and it looks like he's finally can't save them anymore now now are they really being good people or are they just like you know what fine i'll like no longer no longer is there a reason for me to defend him yeah and they don't start it anyway like they're all they're still followers they follow yeah they follow helen helen's the yeah now helen's the one um so if we talk about like the acting in this i think everybody ever Everybody has a really excellent job. Genominate, you know, heads and shoulders above probably Stand anybody up. else on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Edward Norton is good like he always is. Daniel Craig is Benoit Blanc. Everybody's, I think everybody's fine. Um, there's a piece of this that I, like, there's a piece of it that I don't like compared to the other one. And I think this, like, actually is the linchpin for me is that this feels... Not, everything in this one feels contrived to me like there's a lot of cgi stuff which that wasn't relied on in the first one because of you know it's just different story different storytelling it's a bigger budget well, i would um, imagine too. what parts are you referencing the whole thing where they live in there's this giant glass you know place and it everything uh. looks so uh contrived esoteric modern i don't know i don't even know where i'm going with this but the like, how, how, could that thing sus- how could that sustain not being broken on uh with oh on an island in the middle of the sea with ocean breezes yeah everything about yeah. it and then then the then the fire stuff at the end that all it looks really cheesy to me you know because it's all i'm assuming they didn't have this actual place and they didn't burn it so it's just there's no like the other one for me i think you mentioned the sense of family for me it's a sense of family it's a sense of home it was all very rooted in more reality and that's you know me i like that yeah so i just want i just want a murder (laughs) mystery that's like a fun one like i guess i should watch clue as i probably said the last time we talked about this but they keep (laughs) making they keep making ones where it's like halfway there and then it's just a bunch of bullshit um yeah and you don't like celebrities center of attention yeah this was all made for ed so um 
I think so I should just like probably watch Clue or something. Uh, no. Yeah. I wish it was someone I that when I, we were watching. I, it, I, I guess. Well, I, I guess I wish it was someone like Claire because she wasn't um, at any point the center of attention, and if she came out with this banger at the end, this bombshell, like she's gonna be president or something. I don't know. It's a part of her storyline. Whatever it was. Um, I wanted and Claire and been, Lionel to have a thing with a third Yeah, person. that would have been whiskey. better for me. Like, they have a secret yeah. thing going on that no one knows about. Or fucking Daryl, goddammit. Yeah, even Daryl. Duke's mother. Duke's mother comes in. She's tired of being Somebody Uber. that's Anybody. not yeah. the obvious three people that it could have been. Yeah. I still like the ending because well, I didn't Peg. see it coming. Peg would have been a good one because uh, she's she's in it, but it. she's not in it, you know? She would have been right there on the cusp. Do you remember her in The Gray Man, okay? Jessica Henwick's character. Yeah, I feel like she this she's wasted in every movie she's in. Yeah. It's a good mystery. It's a good murder mystery for me. Um, but like I said, I, I, I really knew what was going on. and I just want to know how he thought it would take fucking three days to figure out the <laughs> original plan with the crossbow i mean yeah and how were they gonna figure that out in eight minutes well i think they might not have figured it out if it weren't for him because because some famous person wrote it well, again that wasn't him that made that yeah. that thing it was no some, I, I like right, the, right. The benoit blanc goes to his office too he's like yeah, they sent me a box with some sort of a bunch of children's puzzles, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it takes like all these people like like hours on the phone on a group phone call to try to figure out what it is, and he's like, yeah, children's puzzles. <laughs> and also, if he if it what if they did think he was being murdered, like actually murdered, um, uh, what's his name's character, the the Elon Musk character, if yeah. they thought he was actually being murdered, <laughs> oh my god, you equate him to Elon? Musk. I mean, everyone's supposed to oh be my someone, god. right? Oh yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, she's... Well, I mean, this was made two years before now, and right now I feel like Elon Musk is at the Glass Onion, honestly. Oh, God, he could actually hilarious. have his own Glass Onion. Yeah. Yeah. You think, like, but, not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking that if he winds up, if they go in on an island and this guy actually does get killed, I feel like all of them are like, who cares? Okay. <laughs> How do we get his money? That's all they care about. They don't care about oh, who killed him. Oh, my gosh. It's like everyone's some like uh, is lampooning a person like uh, like Duke yes. Cody is supposed to be a Joe Rogany type kind of guy or who's that guy uh, the 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 meat guy liver liver king see so that guy YouTube guy who just uh, got uh, I don't know to... what you're talking about yeah you're yeah. too old for that kind of oh my god you're so <laughs> fucking rude uh, Bernie J is supposed to be what like a Kellyanne Conway and Coulter kind of person like like. Like pretty person before, and now they've become a monster. I don't know. Like, they're, 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 I don't think no, so. I feel like she's I, just like a influencer. She's like a Kardashian model. or something. But she's yeah, got a yeah, she's got a, like a politically incorrect lean, and that's got to be part. That's part of her. That's the crux of her. So like a Tommy La- Tommy Laren or someone. I don't know who that is maybe. I feel like oh she's got a. God, I think Brennan. it's less a politically incorrect lean than it is her just being not very smart. Well, she is an idiot. Sweatshop sweatpants. Yeah, that's good so joke. funny though. Good joke. So funny. It is yeah. good. Joke. Yeah, Claire is supposed to and be the what? Delivery like, uh, uh, is uh, great. What's her name? The Massachusetts senator uh, Elizabeth Warren, maybe I don't know something like that. Like they're all supposed to be a, someone like that, right? Any po- pick a politician, any politician. I was just doing Claire's that because New England white lady, but yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. All right. Well, we yeah, recommend I think they all are. But no, wait. Okay. Mama K wanted to ask. Um, Fuck, I just thought Okay, what'd you want to ask? Wait, stop. Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Oh my god. Wait, this was something that you... Oh, oh, oh. Why we want... You wanted to ask why you think it came out on Netflix or something now. Oh yeah, so what what is the deal with this? I feel like the... I'm blaming the reason I don't like this as much is because it's on Netflix and Netflix doesn't want it to make money. I don't really understand That's a really what weird I'm saying. Thought. But, but no, why would this not be a general theater release like Knives Out? I mean, it's got, look at the, the critical acclaim for it, you know, audience acclaim, everything. Why wouldn't they release it? They, well, here's the answer. 
In March of 2021, Netflix outbid Amazon and Apple at an auction to acquire the rights to film another sequel to Knives Out for $469 million, with Johnson returning as director and Daniel Craig reprising his role at a budget of no less than $40 million for the first installment. And so they got producers, and uh, a losing bidder, I uh, guessing either Amazon or Apple, called it an inexplicable and mind-boggling deal. Basically, uh, Netflix paid through the nose, and Daniel Craig and Johnson took paychecks. And uh, why were those three the only option, though? Why is this? Why are things not being released in the theater? Why? I guess I mean, they if were it's like be on Apple. It's going to be on Apple Plus. If it's going to be on Amazon, it's going to be on Prime. I don't understand. I'm guessing Lionsgate, who's in, who is uh, the production yeah. studio behind this, probably took did an estimate and thought, well, the first one made 311 million and 40 million. They're offering 470 guaranteed right now. We could release it to the box. We could release it to the theaters and hope to make 470, which the first one did not. We got to hope that it'll be better than the first one, or we can take 470 from Netflix right now and they'll foot the bill and then we're all paid. So I think they Do the, does the everyone realize they're they're killing movie theaters by doing these things. Movie theaters, I'm starting to think are going to be okay because Avatars came out. You still got all the Marvel stuff getting out there. And then those will subsidize the movies that I like to see that are made for one or two million. Horror movies will also keep theaters alive because horror movies cost five million bucks and they all make 40 million. So there's two types of movies that make money and those are blockbusters and horror movies. And uh, So there's not just going to ever be popcorn movies that you can go see at the movies anymore. You're going to have to just sit at your house. Only if it's something like experience that it. George Clooney that's thing we watched. a bummer. That's the only other type of movie that will be made. And that's only for the foreign audience. Like that's for international mar markets. That's not for... It's just yeah. to get you, so basically yeah. the landscape has changed and i'm being an old person about it the landscape's changed yeah, why do you want to why do you want to get dressed and go out yeah i, I would say i'm a <laughs> I, you know i love the theaters i love the theaters but like most people my age do not like going to the movie theaters like they'll go with their friends twice we a don't year. even wear pants to work anymore when we're all in line yeah you why do we want to go theater. to the theater I know people who don't wear pants to work when it's time to go to actual work. I mean, <laughs> leggings or whatever are not yoga pants are not work pants. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think um, you're just being an old person. Like I said earlier, don't know who delivered. It makes pants. me. You said earlier. I said just now. Nicole, you know, lambasted you about it. I'm. She's not going to attack me because I said it about myself. But I can. I think I'm. I think. I think yes. And and I'm it's just the here comes a sad it just makes me sad. So. They're gonna keep going. They're just only there's only three two maybe three types of movies that make money anymore, and they're not really the stuff I care about that much. I mean, I like a couple horror movies just, here and there. Marvel makes fine three star blockbusters, but yeah, you know the stuff I want to see is not. We need more Christian dog films. Oh, Christian <laughs> films always can do it, but they but they're weird. They release like one for one night only in like three theaters, and then they make. Because they're cheap and garbagey, but like I don't know. Okay, wait a minute. What uh, you have a you have a, a a movie in mind, right? When you say something like that, uh, yeah, fast, faster, Danny, faster. That's not Art of Raising a Raid. Is it a Christian movie? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know the Christian movie we saw, um, uh, the Kurt Warner movie. That's a Christian movie. Like not like not. It's not overtly Christian, but like that's made by a Christian film team. I think. Wait. We saw it in the theaters. We did, but like those are uncut. What was the last one before that? Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine. Remember that one where uh, the guy sings and his dad's a uh, Dennis Quad, and he's like, "Ah, I can't change, son." He's like, "Dad, you must change." He's like, "I can't. It's too late for me." And this does that for two hours. <laughs> we gonna recommend Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, uh, Nicole? Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> well okay. <laughs> uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna recommend it i'll probably watch it again maybe i'll like it better the second see maybe this is my knives out so maybe maybe i'll like it better the second time maybe it'll be my super knives out i'll watch it again and really love it or i'll watch it again and be like yeah it's not as good i i already like I don't it think you'll watch it again no i don't think so i got too much other stuff to do uh exactly yeah this is this is very good this is the this is the direction ryan johnson should go he doesn't need to be making star wars movies uh and i you know, there's a couple other movies I don't really connect with. That I think. was. Sorry. 
I didn't know what you said at first because of the aggressive accent. Uh, yeah, knives out's a good knives out's a good lane. I like Daniel Craig doing this guy, and the I like both of these movies. So keep making the I like the I like those stupid Murder on the Orient Express, uh, Death in the Nile movies too, and these are head and shoulders above that. Um, and I still keep on watching all these. I guess I just want to see like twelve celebrities be rich and bicker. Exactly. I guess that's really what I want to do. I want to watch. Wealthy people bicker, and that's and that's why I didn't like the menu because I thought I was getting wealthy people people bickering, and I got something else. I want to watch wealthy people. celebrities on a train, though. Is not all wealthy people, so that's 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 a diff- well. I guess it's okay. It's the same. Never mind. It's, it's, I never mind. Yeah, I take it all back. Don't even talk about it. Three recommends of varying degrees for glass onions and nice eh, and knives out mystery on Netflix, not in theaters anymore because Netflix it barely was. Things. So we've got, uh, we've got. I think we might have one more review or so before the end of the year shows. That's the draft show where we draft our best teams of movies to go up against each other on my Instagram tournament style. Uh, what was the winner last year? I do not. Uh, was it Soul? Was I mean, it, it was that Nicole. Recently? No, well, out of us, it was. Uh, no, I think. I, yeah, no, you're right, Nicole. No, Nicole won the first two years. I think I won last year. Um, oh, okay, maybe you. I know you. Uh, you have a poor showing pretty much every sleep. year. <laughs> yeah, I think last year you crawled out. I think Jess finished last last year. I think you crawled into third last year after two uh, two fourth places in a row. But, I am in the finals for fantasy football, though. So let's talk about what's really important. I would have to talk about any of that. Uh, then we also have our top five show at the end of the year. We do top five movies, bottom five movies, some other superlatives. And then it's on to the new year. We'll probably catch up on a few 2022 movies, and then we'll be reviewing garbage. So if you have things to recommend to us, it's that time of year to do so. Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. We're also on YouTube, just audio right now. If you want to listen on YouTube instead of a podcast uh, player, do it on YouTube, Films with the Women in My Life. Okay, well... Thank you guys for being on Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Go to the movies. Till next time, this is agree. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore pod host on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.